What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Journey. On this week's episode, we have former Mr. Basketball of the state of Illinois. He is a University of Illinois basketball legend. He played with the Spurs. He just signed a nice little deal in the Euro League. He has had a crazy journey. Uh, I've been blessed to have met him um, through EAT and and just, you know, he's one of the best guys I've met. So, my guy Brandon Paul is joining the show today. I'm excited about this interview. Let's get it. They don't understand why you wake up two hours before the sun rises and go jogging around the neighborhood. They don't understand why you do push-ups during commercial breaks. They don't understand why you consume their daily calorie intake in one meal for breakfast. Alright, we got a special guest for this pre-show today. We got my pops, Mark Sr. Houlihan, is gonna is gonna join the show today. Welcome, Dad. How's it going? What's going on? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. My first podcast. Yeah, how you feel? Are you nervous? No, no, no. I'm cool. Nah, cool. This is the guy that taught us, me and me and Joey, everything. Quick story before we even start. Um, a funny story, actually. The story I like to tell everybody is when when me and Joey were younger, we were kind of scared of the ball as far as, like, feeling it. And uh, one of my favorite memories ever is going to the field, and my dad would line us up against the fence and hit ground balls at us so we couldn't back up. And it ended up working out because Joey was a pretty decent shortstop. Well, you all you all were good fielders. Yes, but that's that's just the way that you can. Uh, when you're young, you know, sometimes you got to get over that fear, you know. Yeah, you sometimes do. when you're just when you're just forced into it, and you're forced into defending yourself. You make a few plays, and then once you do it, then you're good to go <laughs> i never thought i never even thought about the reasoning behind why you did it and that makes a lot of sense sometimes you just got you do have to get over that fear of of like sitting in the batter's box and just and just wearing one and knowing that it's not going to kill you yeah there's a lot of when you, you know when you grow up in all sports there's a lot of fear that you got to overcome and that's one of the good things about sports it teaches you, you know, yeah how to be yeah, how to be a man and how to face up to certain things, you know. Yeah, it really does. I mean that, and that carries over to life. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean one of my one of my favorite stories was, uh, I mean I have stories with all you guys, but with Mark when he was, I remember when he was, he was in Pop Warner up there with the with the Mustangs, and he was playing again, playing trying to make the A team, I think it was. Coach Dan Bessel was the coach. And, you know, these guys came up from the from the Bs, and they thought everything was just going to be just the way it was on the Bs, right? Yeah. And Coach Dan took a bunch of them aside, a bunch of ones that thought they knew you know, that they had it all wrapped up. He took him aside and he told him, he said, you know what, you guys, I'm going to tell you today, you got you got one more practice here to show me what you can do. <laughs> he said, because right now you guys, are on, you guys are on the fence. And if you don't show me something, you're going to, you're going to get cut from the A's, you know, from the PBA's. And 
I I looked at Mark's face when he was telling him that, and I, I never forget the look on his face, like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> like, I I, I think that's amazing. I, I didn't I never heard that story before. That's that's oh why yeah, I, and he there's there's no way that he was gonna get cut. No, you know, in his mind, once once he told him that, he was you could tell he was like, there's no way I'm gonna let this happen. <laughs> and he went out in that practice and he kicked ass. That's I mean, he really kicked ass, and he went actually from just being i think he was just a, a safety and he went from being a safety and they put him at running back you know and the next game he was playing running back or the next practice couple practices he was playing running back so that's, that's amazing you know, i never heard that story but, before yeah but you brought mark learned mark learned a serious lesson from that you know i mean he learned that you know nothing's given to you nothing's handed to you you got to work for it yeah, you know, that, that's why that's why I like uh, that's why I'm a big advocate for youth football because I think yeah because there there's no hiding you can't hide from well yeah. you know this 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 world that we live in nowadays you know there's you know there's a lot of different ways to look at things you know what I mean yeah but but, I, but that's that's what I, think, I mean how the good world that I grew that up is. in you know you you had to be. You had to be taught some lessons, some hard lessons. Yeah, know? let me hear a story. Let me hear a story from from grade grade school football, from your th- when you played. Uh, <laughs> that's going way back, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, I had, don't know. I mean, you guys still had stripers and double stripers. Oh yeah, yeah. We played at I played at Hancock Park, St. Pete football. Yeah. It was Catholic school football. And that's big boy football. We used to have a hill. We used to have a hill. I remember that that uh, it was just a hill. It was in the middle of that park. It was just it was just a hill, and there was one or two nights a week. I can't remember, but if the, if the coaches got pissed at you, if you weren't working hard, you went to the hill. You know, <laughs> and and. We would have to do, you know what a bear crawl is, right? Oh yeah, I think every every, every athlete should know bear, what a bear crawls crawl is. up the hill, yeah, up and down the hill, and then you'd have to do uh, barrel rolls down the hill. You'd have to do. Sometimes we had to do wheelbarrows, if you know what those are. With, with each other. Like hold yeah, each you know what a wheelbarrow hold, is. Hold each other's legs. You pick up. You a guy gets on his hands. You pick up his legs. Like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, and he's he's got to go up and the then hill. He's got to run with his hands up the hill. Yeah, so yeah, we used so. to do all that stuff. But uh, yeah, okay, you know, not, if not you no more. yeah, and if you didn't, you know, if if you didn't do the job out there, you know, I, and then I, the older guys back then. I mean, the older guys ruled the roost. You know what I mean? Yeah, we they, played they, like they policed the team, kind of right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's you, how it should be. If you screwed up, the older guys would. With make sure that you you got it right, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's that was just, I, I think it's the same way for us. It's like there's yep. It's and it, what we used to do too that was kind of cool was uh, <laughs> was uh, if you if you got into it with somebody at practice, <laughs> you know, and and you were gonna fight. <laughs> that that would be the other thing we'd do. We'd all hang around until the coaches left, and once the coaches <laughs> left. You know, we'd all hit the hill, and that's where the, that's where you would fight up on the hill. <laughs> settle it. You settle it like men, and it's over with after yeah. that. Yeah, that hill was, uh, you know, 
that was a great thing for all of us because we, you know, I think if you talk to every guy that ever played football there at St. Pete's, they tell you about yeah, that hill. And, and some le- some, some lessons learned on that hill. I mean, that's what we did at, at Providence. Uh, captains got to, were in charge of punishment. So if you got in trouble, you had to see me, Steve Lasky, Tyler Plants at the practice. And we got to choose, yeah, choose yeah. what you did. So you didn't, well, you didn't want to see me or Steve. You didn't want to see Steve or Tyler. So you didn't. No, mess no, up, they, you know? I mean, and they, they'd make you pay a price for it if you did it, if you didn't do it. You know, if you weren't part of that team and you weren't holding your end, they'd make you pay a price for it, you know. Man, that's crazy. I mean, I remember the guys, I mean, the older guys, if you weren't running fast enough, they'd fall back and they'd get right in your face and start yelling at you and telling you to push it and all that, you know. I love it. I love, that's how you build culture. That's how, I mean, I feel like that's why that's why you were turned into – you know the, the the person you are and the dad you are and the 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 success you've had. The coaches, the coaches were the best. You know, yeah. we had uh, we had a guy that coach uh, Lowry. His name was we used to call him Peanuts, and because he always used to eat peanuts on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> but but he was Coach Gomez who died. You know, not long after we left, I I think he got in a car accident or something. But he used to smoke a cigar all the time you know yeah and i remember we went to the the playoffs for our conference and we won our conference and we you know got the right to go play in the uh, championship game which was at uh, gately stadium and uh after we won that conference game on the way back we took buses to the stadium and we were only in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And on the way back, uh, Gomez started passing out cigars to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so man, it was a different world back man, then. Man, times, times have changed, man. Times have changed. Now, I want to. Last thing yeah. I want to ask you, Dad. So you've kind of you've been through something. Not, no one's been through anything like what we're going through right now. But like yeah. you've been through, obviously, some like a recession and. And 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 obviously working to put us through Catholic school and put us in the best situation, like what what like what what do you think separated you from from not folding and not like you know like stepping up as like a man? You mean dur- during the hard times? Yeah. Uh, I I think I think looking back on what people have gone through before me, you know? Yeah. Um, I haven't gone through shit compared to what a lot people, of people before have, us. Right. right. Yeah. Through. You're right. And I did think about it like that, you know, like this yeah, is, I mean, uh, being stuck in my house is bad. You know, my mom, my mom and dad were both, both immigrants. They came to this country when they were both really young, left their families. I mean, they, they left their families when they were like 15, you know, left their country, left their families, and came over here to find find work and stuff because things were so hard back back you know back home you know and uh, you know that you look at stuff like that and you look at how hard those people worked and you know and they you know there was never a choice for them it was always just working you know and get you know survive take care of family survive. yeah that's right that's it. there's only there's only one way you can look at it it's it, it's you you have to you have to find a way to you, you, it, 
I hate, I don't like, I, I like to compare it to nature. You know, it's like you, you're going to figure out a way to feed your pack or your family, no matter what mm-hmm. it takes, you know, it's. Or your team. Your team, you know, right. When you talk exactly. about sports. Yeah. It's your team, you know, I mean, you, you, that, you care, that carries all the way through, you know. Right. So. I like that you said that too, because what you're doing right now as an athlete is going to affect your team in the fall. Like, let's say you're a football player and you're not doing anything right now to make yourself right. better, you're affecting your team and how well you're going to be able to perform. Yep. You got to carry your weight. You know, that's what it comes down to. You have to carry your weight. You know, and if you're going to be on a team, you got to make sure you're, you're able and will, willing and able to carry your end of the weight, you know, your share of the load. You know? So, so uh, one more, one more quick thing. My dad has put out NFL guys, I had a pre- we've had we've had previous uh, guest BJ Bello on here, and my dad coached BJ and I think convinced him not to quit football in the first place. Actually, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, BJ BJ was um, BJ, BJ was loves young, my, my dad too. By the way, so my dad. Yeah, when he was young, he when I coached him, you know, it, it was uh, he was uh, learning the game, you know. And he was, it wasn't easy, you know, and he was, he was young, a younger player, I think, when I had him, when I first had him, oh, you know, yeah, easy, but and, yeah. and it, you know, some of the stuff, it wasn't easy for him to pick it up right away. And just like a lot of kids, you know, and he was struggling with it, you know, but, but I could see the kid had, the kid had heart, you know, to me, he had heart and to me, he wanted to play, you know, and he, he just needed a little uh, something to to push him, you know. So yeah, and you know what's crazy is that he he still says to this day that you're his favorite coach, and he plays playing in the NFL. So that that that's amazing. Yeah, I mean he's, he was a good kid, and I'm glad to see that he made it. You know, <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. My, so my favorite grade school uh, football moment was, um, which is why I'm best friends with 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 Jer, um, is mm-hmm. with the Meslins. Uh, there, when you're in seventh grade, so before you go to varsity, there's this, there's a group of young coaches that did not lose games, and they took it very personal if you lost games. So they were very, very, very strict on 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 yeah. on emphasizing on winning. Winning is the only thing that matters. So they didn't care yeah. who your who your dad was, the best players played, and they gave you a chance to to call out somebody for a position. So Jer yep. just moved. From, Jer just moved from Tinley. I was the, the, the feature back at the time. I was like the man. And Jer called me out in Oklahoma drill. So it's just it's just two guys. So I didn't know I didn't know who this guy was at all. Yeah. And I was like I was like, all right, this guy's calling yep. me out, all right, let's see what he's got. And me and Jer <laughs> full speed. I didn't try to shake him or nothing, tried to just run him over and we both kinda of stalemated and I obviously won yeah. went forward, but uh, that's uh that's how me and that's how I, like, I got up and I was like man I like I like you man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was uh that was a way that the Muslims taught you guys how to respect each other, you know, and how to how and, to and, fight for yourself and, too. And, you know? and how and how results results matter, right? Like if if someone yeah. calls you out and beats you, production yep. production production production, we're trying to win. Like they're teaching, they're teaching us so much. You got like even you as a, a coach too. Like you guys as as youth football, 
That's why I, I love it. Yep. It teaches you so much in life. Because, oh yeah, it teaches you a lot, man. Like, um, yeah, oh, man, that's amazing. That's, that's I think the one fun. that's I think the one that has it the hardest is the oldest because he's got nobody in front of him to teach him. You know, you talking about the like, like Mark. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, Mark, I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys were all. I was able to use Mark. I don't know if you remember, but remember we used to when you guys got pads for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you I bring had, the pads home. I remember I, 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 I pads on. Yeah, I did I did a pop pass and Mark banged me. Yeah. But remember I used to make you guys do Oklahoma's in the backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I made you know, I always made you like when you were starting out, I made you do Oklahoma's against Mark. You know, who was a year older than you and Two years bigger older. than you and stronger yeah. than you, you know. And, and yeah. Uh, he knocked you on your ass a few times, but few times. when you went out, when you went out to your team and you were playing with guys your own age and size, you had no problems, you know. So yeah, Mark was the man. I don't you, even know you people. Can, yeah, I mean, you could thank, you, yeah, you could thank him a lot of, for leading the way that way. You know what I mean? And then you did the same thing for Joey. You know, remember yeah. I let you crush Joey in the backyard. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I remember. The, I told. I remember telling Joey, "Put the gear on, Joe." <laughs> <laughs> and we go out bad. He said, "You're gonna. You're going up against Pete, man." <laughs> and he didn't. You know, his eyes were like wide open. He's like, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it." And after a few plays, he got it. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Mark too, man. Mark. Mark helped me a lot in my. In oh yeah. My, in my yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, I gotta, that's I how it works. Mark. You know, older brothers always. And sometimes guys don't have older brothers, and you know that—that's why they need mentors out there on the field too. You know? I got, yeah, so. I got, I got blessed with a good one who, who who brought me around good people and, and taught me what tradition was like and taught me how to work in the weight yep. room and taught me that nothing was given to me and and, and set the bar, you know, and was you know, Mark yeah, was, yeah, out, he did, and Mark. he had to do a lot of that. He had to learn a lot of that on his own, you know. So yeah, shout out to got to respect him. For shout that, out so. to my other brother Mark, and shout out to my dad for coming on and killing his first podcast. I appreciate <laughs> you coming on, Dad. I love you, man. Yeah, seriously. You too, Pete. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks, Dad. I'm gonna have to have you back on sometime. Uh, but now let's get into our interview with former Illini great, former Spur, now in the Euro League, Hooper, my guy, Brandon Paul. Let's get it. Coach texted me. Uh, before the Ohio State game, he said, you know, tonight be special, it's your time. I kind of just took that to heart, you know, it, I think it helped me out, and uh, I was focused from there on out. Ball right corner, three is good! Crowd standing on its feet. You gotta have that type of mentality, just knowing that if you shoot the ball, you know, it's gonna go in. Here in the corner, Brandon up for three, got another one! Wow. Oh, he's on fire, ladies and gentlemen! All right, everybody, I want to welcome a very special guest one of my favorite people of all time. I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a couple of years now. Uh, my guy, Brandon Paul, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yes, sir, man. Pete, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Like, so I, I hooped, right? So I, or I didn't hoop, but I played football. And all these Florida boys and, and everybody, all football players think they can hoop, right? Being like... So I was going through your high school stats, right? And being Mr. Basketball in the state of Illinois and, like, Chicago basketball, I don't think people understand how real hooping is in Chicago. 
Man, it, it's I like to say it's the mecca of basketball. You know, a lot of people try to say New York. You know, some people say New Jersey, whatever. But I think you know some of the toughest players come from Chicago, and you know, I, I I grew up playing in the suburbs, but I always played against the top talent, played with the top talent from Chicago, and you know, and that just carried over to like college and the pros. Right. Did Did you now what what AAU team you play for? Man, I played for so many different ones, but the one that I claimed, like the one that I yeah. really spent most of my time with, was uh, I played with my mom's team growing up, and then I, I got with Team NLP, okay. which is Next Level Performance, which was ran by former Chicago Bull Dickie Sinklins at the time. So, were you like, were, were you like one of those guys that was like that as a kid, like, or did you like kind of develop later on? I was always, I think, above the competition. Right. But once I kind of on uh, Dickie's team, that's kind of where I started getting my notoriety. People started noticing me. Yeah. My name started getting around the AAU circuit, and uh, and I kind of blew up on the scene after that. Bro, the AAU circuit is, is crazy. I mean, it it I, I it feels crazy back then. It like the the what what it's gotten to now is like is insane. It's like it's almost not even worth. Like playing, obviously playing high school basketball, playing for your school is is amazing. But like, for like development and stuff, it's almost better to like play AAU all all year round. <laughs> Man, I would say this though, I'm, uh, play how it is now. It's so much more of a spectacle now. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's tough for kids to kind of seek certain development because everyone's always just trying to get that Nick shape going or dude you, you know, know what it, it's everything. the same thing with seven on seven in football now like you see like it started off as like a, okay this is good for the kids to get reps on in off season like live reps uh-huh. and then now it's turning into who can make the best mixtape and put that on ig and right. and, make, and grab and make money it's like a more of a money maker than it is like you know like actually getting the kids developed it might get some kids exposure but it's not yeah. really getting kids developed. Because you want to talk about like, like, like development. Like I feel like, especially basketball, I don't think people understand how technical and how like skilled like basketball is. You know what I mean? Like how how much time do you spend like just really doing like specific simple skill work? I mean, you spend a lot of time. You know, obviously it depends on what part of the year it is. Right. You know, I, I spend most of my most of the summer, that's where you spend most of your time in the gym because during the season you got a lot of practice, a lot of yep. games and whatnot. But I mean, if you really want to take your game to the next level, you gotta you gotta be in the gym almost every day. You know, obviously you need days of recovery, days where you kind of just rest your body and let it and let it uh, regain momentum. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you, you gotta stay in the gym. And, and, and like I try. Now, do you go in, like when you go in the gym? You don't go in the gym just to, just to shoot. Like you go in the gym, like with with what you going in it to work on something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and I, that, I got a great trainer. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Jeff Fegley. Um, so we'll come in and he'll kind of ask me what you know what I think I need to work on. But you know he's so smart. He watches so much film. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Breaks down everything, and he knows he knows his players so well that he'll kind of just I'll let him take the ropes, and I'll just let him. Tell me what he thinks I need to work on. Man. I need to get Jeff on here, man. He is. I, I got a lot of respect for that dude, man. He is. Right. He is. Right. He is the, the goat. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, kids, 
kids, kids well, you know, they, they grab a ball, they may have a hoop in their driveway, or, or they go to the gym, and, and they're shooting and stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's good, that's cool, you, you shooting, but, like, really, what are you working on, though, like, you know what I mean, like, I've been into that since Kobe, since Kobe passed, I've been in that, into the, you know, and, and the way Kobe practiced, and the way Kobe approached training, and, like, like, I guess I did it subconsciously, too, as an athlete, like, like I always made sure my if I'm doing a drill, it's gonna be game specific drill. Right. I'm not just out there doing drill work. You know, I think that I think kids think just because they pick up a ball and they in the gym sweating that they're working. I don't think that's it at all. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of trainers do that. They just waste they 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 waste people's time. They steal <sighs> kids' money, and they're just in they're just in there going through the motions. So it's like one drill for me might be. I'm different than a drill for you, you know. 100%. I shouldn't be in there doing the same drills as maybe someone who plays a small forward or a power forward. You know, hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. I agree with you. You know, the the baseball guys that I train this year, they call that they call it eye wash, and I, I like that. It's like there's a lot of guys out there that trainers that say they're you know skill guys, but it's all eye wash. It's all like it's it's all stuff that looks good, but it doesn't translate to what you do when you're actually on the floor. Now Jeff does the the best job I've I've ever seen of any of those the skill I don't like follow the the game like that but like I see you know Melo I see KD I, like what Jeff does with y'all is crazy you know yeah, and yeah. and I think that's I think that's big been, you know going into how did you find Jeff You know what it was I think maybe my freshman year of college and my mom someone had brought his attention to my mom. I don't remember exactly who, but my mom I'm working out with this guy. He works out at, you know, Buffalo Girl Fitness Center. Um, and I was like, ah, I was like, who, like, what do I need to do this for? Like, I, I don't, I don't need to work out here, man. I'm fine. I got college, you know, I'll play a little bit in the summer. And so I really didn't want to go, to be honest. I walk in, I see Jeff, real nice guy. You know, he comes in and starts telling me about my game. I'm still kind of just like, uh, why am I wasting my time yeah, here? Like, like what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the workout, I was like, I was like, yo, can we can we work out again tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm in, bro. I'm in. I was, you know, this like this was this was great. Um, and ever since then, which was, I want to say almost ten years, maybe not ten, almost ten years ago. And I was just like, you know, like I told my mom, I was like, I was like, I don't know how you, how you found this guy, but like he knows his stuff and, and, I'm, and I'm definitely rocking reason man that's what that's what i'm trying that's i'm trying to get on on his level you know i'm i'm trying to like that's exactly how i want to be as a coach and that's why I, I tell these kids you know like have an open mind but make sure that make sure like you do your research on 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 who you're working with too you know right. like i i recommend jeff not because i know jeff personally uh -huh. but because i think jeff's the best at least in Chicago, you know, you know, I, I can't speak for other states, but like, if there's any any young guys listening to this, and and you're looking for a good skill coach, at least I would consider Jeff Pagliaro for sure. Absolutely, and like, he's one of the guys you could, like in any in any aspect of life, you can pick his brain and just talk about anything, and like, he's he's going to be like family to me. So yeah, and that's nah, that's what you want to, to be. Any, that, that's how that relationship should life. be. You know, it does. and then now, what I also wanted to talk about is, I you want to probably one of the hardest working guys I've I've ever met, and so I I met Brandon at uh, EST 
where I used to work at. And um, I think you were hurt. You were rehabbing your shoulder, maybe? Yeah, yeah. That's right at the school. But um, how, like, how, how big is, like, the lifting part? I think the lifting part of it is so important for y'all. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? I, I, I know I know you take it really serious. I just kind of kind of maybe talk about how serious you take it. You know what I mean? I would say I I was a little different than my friends growing up because when I was like a freshman in high school, me and my best friend Chad, all we wanted to do was get in the weight room and prove to like the coaches that we can lift. Mm-hmm. We're skinny, you know, young, and we were staying these guys on varsity and like these are like starting to be, become grown men. We're like, damn. <laughs> We got to get in the weight room. So I, I've always enjoyed lifting and I've always enjoyed putting the work in. Right. Um, college lifting was a lot different than what I do as far like as like with EFT or when I with, with or what I, now as a pro yeah. because now it's so much it's it's so specific and so much more tailored towards your specific yes. body type or your specific sport. Mm-hmm. College is good, too. But like they try to make you lift so much, it's like it's like they they it's, they're it's more almost, about numbers. It's almost I'm, too much, you know what I mean? Like it, it should be for, for for I think at least in my in my opinion for y'all, it, it's almost like like injury like prevention stuff. Like yes, you need you guys need to be in the gym lifting, but you don't need to be squatting a crazy number. Exactly, I mean? like, exactly. And I, and I would say and it's it, and it's not necessarily something wrong with the way the college thing is, but. No. I definitely think what I do with EFT and like, you know, what I did with the Spurs and what I do in all my professional teams, it's a lot more tailored towards what you need to work on and what what's going to prolong your career. Prolong it, yeah, help performance and prolong your career cuz at the end of the day that's that's you're investing in yourself, you know. And like what so kind of what we're, we're talking about here is like so when like for so for instance Brandon comes in the weight room Brandon just been in the gym with Jeff for two hours, so you gonna work some mobility. They're gonna do some prehab, and then depending on the day, they're gonna do a lift, and then the lift is gonna be tailored towards really, you know, kind of what Brandon maybe needs. You know, they do a lot of explosive stuff, a lot of sled work, a lot of low impact stuff because they just came from the gym jumping and cutting and doing all this types of crazy stuff, you know, and then. You need you need a you need to have a balance of both. You can't have too much of one and not enough of the other. I think. And yeah, I think sure. I think Coopers are starting to realize that too. I do too, and I think it's good because it really does help prevent injury. And and I think going to EFT and, and doing what I do every summer, like I've always been someone who's kind of just like I, I want to say borderline OCD. Everything <laughs> I do has to be like to a certain level you know? i know I, I trust me i trained you bro i've seen it <laughs> if, that, if you don't like that like, rep, you, I, ain't, you ain't finishing on that rep yeah like if 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 i'm doing something i want to do it and and i want to walk away knowing that i did what i needed to do not right. i didn't short change it if i have 10 reps i'm gonna do 10 or more right like if i work out with like i was working out with guys in pre-draft uh back in 2013 and I'm and I'm watching them. We're doing core and stuff, and I'm competitive, so I'm 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 doing my stuff, and I'm seeing guys cut corners, stopping, <laughs> and stuff. And I don't even like work. I don't even like being around people like that. Nah, it it it, it, it that affects you, right? That like you, but that, the thing about you though is you like being the person that you are. You you bring the group up, mm-hmm. like and and that's on them. If they want to cut corners, it it it, it drives you nuts. 
Exactly. But, but like you, you like if you weren't in there, they'd be cutting even more corners. You know, and you, know, you guys, you, you ended up getting it. You guys have a good group of guys. Yeah, now, we do. We do that, that, that hold each other accountable, and 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 that, and I'm not saying how much you will go. What three three days a week? Two two three yeah, days a week? Sometimes? I used to go four, and then as I started getting, I, I had a few injuries. Yeah. My body's getting older, so I'm 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 back down to around three. Yeah, I, I think I I think three is perfect. Like I think if you get hit three three good days in the weight room, and then, and then obviously being on the court and, and, and working your skills is, is like is how is how if if you're a high school kid or you're a young guy listening, really high school kid I guess because that's really the age where you should be. You know, if you want to separate yourself, you can't just do one or the other. You gotta be right. You 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 gotta put in both. You know, because you think about it this way: if all you do is be in a gym, right, and your your muscles and your joints and your and everything isn't aren't strong enough to absorb or take force, you know, when, when one time you go to jump, something might not, you know, fire, and then all right. of a sudden you get hurt. And not only that, you're you'll be able to jump higher, run faster, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be able to finish. It's, it's it it all it all translates. I think. I think that guys are starting to figure it out more. Like you look at LeBron, you know, you look at guys that people are in the gym because they know, they know it's your career, and the longer your career, the longer you get paid. Right. It's um, kind of just it's kind of like being a player. Like if you have if you have player A who's gonna give you 15 points a game, but he he he's not gonna guard anybody. But you have player B who's gonna give you 10 points a game, but he can guard one through three positions. Uh-huh. Player B. Nine times out of ten, unless that's an all-star, unless that's a KD or somebody, right. they're gonna pick player B because he's a he's a more well-rounded player. Yeah, right. And, and that's and yeah, and that's because he put the time and the work on his body to be able to do both sides, uh-huh. to be able to move laterally, to be able to throughout shift. the whole game too. You know, it's like it, 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 it's it, it's a good trend to see. It's it, it, it's happening more and more. It's less less of a just the runs and, and more of the actual now that's a, this same rules apply with finding trainers too yeah you, you need to make sure you find a, a trainer who knows what he's doing exactly <laughs> like if you there got, are a lot of goofballs out there there's there some there's some people who are just robbing people out there but yeah. that's the besides the point but i i like to talk talk about uh recruiting process a little bit so like you're obviously i mean you're missing illinois in in, in uh chicago you probably highly recruited. What, what was your, what was, was Illinois like a, if Illinois offered me, I'm, I'm there or? I mean, it pretty much was. I, at a young age, I want to say eighth grade. I think that's when they went to uh, Final Four Championship with, yeah. with Darren and Dean. That was so raw. That, man, that was like one of my first times watching college basketball. And like, I was watching with my mom and I told my mom, she was like, you know, that's the uh, Illinois team. That's the Illinois men's team. I was like, really? Because like, that's where I want to go. Really. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember sitting in her room saying that to her. And then two later to offer me as a sophomore in college, or high school before I even played varsity basketball. And I, and, and I ended up admitting her, like, not immediately, but almost immediately. But you were like, I'm, I'm, I'm going. And that's that. Yo, that's. Yeah, it, man. It, like, I want to go. That's that. That, that's I, I, I love seeing guys stay home because they, they're not doing that as much anymore. I feel like, I don't know if they're not recruiting Illinois as much, but, um, I mean, you had a, probably one of the best careers ever there. Like, just speak on that experience in general, like playing for that school and, like, playing for your home state. 
Um, it was unbelievable, man. Just from the start, walking on campus and seeing how how much of a new world it was, and you know, you, you bring an 18 year old from the suburbs of Chicago, and and all of a sudden he's kind of like big man on campus because it, mm. it really was like that because they love their basketball, they love their football. They and, do, bro. They that they really do. They and they and they know their players, so like it was it was so crazy. I had always been, you know, especially when I was in high school, like I was obviously the best player, and then when I committed more people started to know my name. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I got to college, it was a whole nother level. Like, I would just be walking to class or or going going to grab a bite of, uh, a bite to eat on Green Street or just anything, and just people coming up to you, asking for pictures. That's they can't crazy. wait for the season to start. Like, kid, man. You're forced like, to grow so fast. It was crazy, man. But I, I, I loved it. I loved all four years. You know, if I could go back, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, I, I made some lifelong friendships in college, not only just through basketball, but people I've met, you know, and, you know, I still talk to those same people today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had a, I had a great experience at Illinois. You know, I was fortunate enough to get to the NCAA tournament twice in my career, you know, and, you know, we, we won a, we won a few tournaments. We won the, the Cancun Classic. Yeah, yeah. We won the Mount Invitational, you know, our you, team kind of cleaned up with the awards. You were the Maui, weren't you? Say what? Were you the MVP of the Maui? Yeah. yeah. MVP, man. And then my guy, uh, Sam McLaurin, I think he got the, the, the video game challenge. And then Mike Matulop got the uh, the EA Sports uh, <laughs> challenge there, too. So. Y'all, had a, y'all had some squads, man. And, I think and, they got first team, all tournament, man. something like that. I mean, and then just to, this, to give y'all an idea, what brand, 1,500 points, 500 rebounds, 300 assists, 100 steals. That is crazy. <laughs> that is like insane. Like talk about a well-rounded player. Is it, like that is, that's a guy leaving a legacy. Like I be people to like still like right now. If I bring your name up, like in Illinois, everybody knows. Oh, oh yeah, dude that played at Illinois. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah Randall Paul. Yeah, he's that guy. Now speak about so when 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 you were coming out, you obviously stayed four years. Like. Did you have any interest like to leave early, or were you staying four years regardless? Um, I don't, I don't think I would, I don't think I could say I had interest in leaving early. Um, I was interested to see what people were saying. Yeah, it's funny. There was like a rumor my sophomore and my junior year that I was leaving, and I was like, I was just thinking of thinking about people because first of all, I'm I'm my own biggest critic, so yeah, I didn't think I was ready. Right. So I'm like, people are asking me you leaving, and I'm like, I'm like leaving where? Like, where, where am I gonna go? <laughs> But it really didn't really dawn on me to, you know, some players just go just to be one and done. Some players just go get the experience and they want to and they want to become a pro. Right. And, and maybe had I had that opportunity, things would have been different. But really, I was enjoying college so much, and I was just I was enjoying being a college student. You know, I I legitimately enjoyed going to class. I enjoyed uh, engaging with with different students and my yeah. professors and. So I, that's, I really didn't. That's good to hear, man. I, I I think that's an approach that I mean, you look at this situation now that we're in, like how fast the game can be taken away from you. Like I, I feel like you sh- you should try to enjoy the experience. Like it's that experience, and not it's not only building like as a player, but like as a person too. You know, as, a, as like a man, the, the long, longer you're around, obviously if the money's on the table, it's hard to pass it up, right? But like. Being like having that, having that approach to be like I'm not ready to go, is 
so 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 unique i feel like in this day and age right like you re you really have to look yourself in the mirror i feel like and and, and really truly evaluate like am i am i truly ready to go as a player like you know what i mean you know i think i think i was mature enough to had i had i actually done the jump and went somewhere you know went pro after my second or third year um i would have been mature enough to handle it but yeah no no doubt no, no, a lot of guys aren't, and you know, some guys they just learn. They learn as they go. Right, right. Now, after you came, it came out. So when I met you, what year was that? It was how, what year removed were you when you were hurt? Um, that was my first year because like I got I got hurt twice. I got hurt midway through my first year, okay. and then I rehabbed it, got better. And it, I think I came in after my second surgery, so that I want to say that was 2014, around February or March. I want to say it was a labrum too, right? Labrum, I remember right. Yeah, yeah. I tore I tore my labrum on my left side twice, and then I I had a partial tear on my right, and I had them all repaired. Man, but yeah, that, that was that was back in 2014. Now, how is that like as a, like mentally like knowing you 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 could be you should be playing. Like in the NBA, you know, like you had this great career, and then you, now you got to rehab this injury—not once, but like multiple times. Honestly, the second and third times were the ones that were the mentally the hardest. Yeah. Because it was just like, yo, like, why does this keep happening? Like, yeah. am I gonna be able to get back to a high level? Like, you know, should I start thinking about second career choices? Like, what, like, what's going on? Like. But then I just kept telling myself to stop. I stopped all the self-doubt in my mind, and I just kept telling myself like I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rehab, I'm gonna get back to where I need to be, and you know, and then God's gonna take care of the rest, you know. Right, right. Control what you can control, man. And like, cause that that is that is that a labrum rehab is tough. Like, right. And to, to to do it twice and then be away from the the game like that, it kind I guess in a way maybe it it, it like you know, you you kind of fall back in love with the game because you, you're not around it as much. Like, because the one time I got, I'm just speaking from my experience, the one time I was injured and, like, I, I couldn't play, it's like you realize how much you really, you kind of even enjoy practice. You're like, man, I miss. Right, right. I just, I just miss the game. Um, and then you finally get, you finally make it and you end up playing with the Spurs. What was that like? What was that for, like? Suiting up for the first time, being active, like, what, what, how good was that feeling? That was unbelievable, man. Just, just from the, from the moment my agent told me that they were gonna sign me, to, to coming home, early from summer league, and my mom wondering why I was home, but I really couldn't tell anybody for like a week or so after I signed because they were still, uh, trying to get some other business done. But yeah, from the moment my agent told me to me telling my mom telling my roommate at the time, like, it was, it was just so surreal. And the fact that it was the Spurs, I think just makes it even more special. Right. That's like, that's like a, the top organization. That's the, that's the organization that everyone strives to be, you know? Uh-huh. That's, that's so crazy. Like, now what, what happened when you told your mom? She forgot? She did. She did. I was, uh, I was, we were, we were at my apartment, uh, downtown in Chicago. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to give her excuses at why I came home from summer league early because I, <laughs> something's still going on. Yeah, she's like, "What you doing home?" 
her sign me and then they told me to go home. <laughs> um, so I was giving her some some lies. She wasn't she wasn't uh, believing it. And then I set some Spurs socks down on the bed and I told her I was I was gonna go play with them and we both kind of just broke down, started crying in my room. Bro, that is so that makes that that makes that labor recovery so worth it, you know, man. Yeah, bro. Like that, just thinking, like, thinking back at all the things I had went uh-huh. through and you know the, the play the, the, I played. The, the, oh, God, that, that that gives me goosebumps, man. That's like like so like for anybody out there who's going through something like that, like just know it, it it's gonna be worth it at the end of the day. Buy into the rehab, buy into it, and and you might not necessarily make it to the NBA, but you're, you're gonna it's you're gonna have success. Like like that is that's gotta be one of the best feelings in the world, man. I was so happy for you. We were all so happy for you, and then you were you were like producing, and it was it was just so dope just to see your journey because I'd seen you rehabbing and I'd seen I seen you playing college, and I know we both everybody knew that you should be there, and you finally got there, and it was like let's go, you know. <laughs> It's that, so dope. Um, who? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to ask a question. Who is was the, the the toughest to to guard that you played? The toughest to guard? Um, damn. I mean, I mean, they're, I all, they're all tough to guard. Harden, KD. Yeah, KD is like unguardable. Toughest matchup. My toughest matchup, honestly, which people don't know. Um, cause I really don't talk about it much, but when Kawhi was rehabbing and stuff, I was going against him almost every day. Like, Ooh. Coach Pop would tell me, you know, pick him up full court, like body him. I want, I want to see where his body's at. So like, I don't want you holding back. <laughs> so we we would be in there. We'd be playing, you know, three on three, four on four, five on five. And, and guys would always come back to play with us. Like, mm. Uh, TD Tim Tim came back with us. Uh, Matt Bonner would play with us, and we had a lot of uh, uh, like managers and video guys that were actually like they're not only geniuses, but like they all they also all played and they all hoop. Like there yeah. a couple of them played professionally, so they're all in shape. They know all the plays and they go hard. So we're we're out there playing five on five, and it's just basically I'm going against Kawhi. And we had <laughs> yeah. a few of our young guys play with us. You know the guys that either didn't get enough minutes or or need more reps. Damn, Kawhi is probably one of the strongest players I've ever played against in my career. Like, bro, I feel like he was he was slept on for a, for a minute when he was hurt. Yeah, man, and like, had he been ready, he would have been ready. But like, he was he was still a tough matchup. Like, guarding him and, and having to guard him in the post. And you know, I remember one time I tried to reach and steal the ball from him, and like, damn near almost broke my wrist. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing that again. That's crazy, man. That's dope, though. That's dope. I mean, you made him better too. That's that's crazy. I forgot. Kawhi, you played with Kawhi. That's dope, man. Um, KD was probably tough. KD was tough, man. KD's he might be one of the hardest people to guard ever because he's just so tough. Yeah, he's tall. Oh, yeah, he can get a shot off anybody at any, at any time. Like, how do you guard that? All right, next one. What's your what was your favorite stadium? My favorite stadium. Um, I, I want college and. Not besides Illinois, college and NBA. Uh, that's a good question. Um, college, I like the. I feel like the, the Big Ten is lit. Like Michigan State's got to be lit. Yeah, Michigan State was always fun because their fans were so creative. Yeah. And like they were just trying to get under your skin and stuff. <laughs> but I, I honestly like the. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called. 
That's, we, that's where we played the bragging rights game. So we would play we would play Missouri every year in the bragging rights game. At, it was like the Bush. I think it's called Bush Stadium. In uh, it's in St. Louis. It's, on, yeah, it's like right on the border. Yeah, and then uh, NBA. I would say honestly, the loudest place that I had played was Utah's play. Like when we played when we played Utah, <laughs> like you couldn't hear anything. Like they were so yeah. loud. And I was like, wow, like I'm thinking the Oracle is gonna be a place where it's just yeah, like, it's like be crazy. crazy. But like yeah. honestly, Utah was was unbelievable. How big of a jump was it? Like everyone always says, you know, it's faster from from high school to college, college to the NBA. Like how much like faster is it for real? It is definitely a fast paced game and like for me, I had just came from Euro League, which is a top league in Europe. Yeah. It's, it's a much different pace than your league. Like, your league, every possession counts. Every game counts. Like, every timeout counts. Yeah. NBA is just like, it's kind of a game of pace and yeah. you know, speed. You control the speed. You, you might be down 20 and be up two in a three-minute span. But, like, it's definitely a, a, a much faster-paced game. And it's, it's a little bit longer than your league games, too. How, uh... What what do you like? What do you like better? Um, because I, I feel like that every possession, every game matters. Type stuff is what makes that the NFL so so dope, and why the why the the the, the NBA playoffs are so dope because it's like you know once when games are on the line, you gonna get better. I feel like better play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I love staying home. Yeah, love being in front of family and friends here. But if you're not which which I which I embrace for sure, and I and I would love to stay home and play, mm-hmm. but like, but there's no there's nothing like going to a top team in Europe, playing in those atmospheres where the fans are like out of control, like die hard, like they live for their teams, they yeah. die for their teams, and knowing that every possession counts, and it's just like every trip up and down the floor, you're you're up out of your seat, whether you're a fan or a coach or you're just on the bench watching your teammates, like you're always constantly up. And that that energy is, is just hard to match. Yeah, but yeah, I can, I can imagine. I've I've heard that's like a bucket list thing for me. Eventually, I want to be able to go to um, a basketball game and a soccer game out there at one point and experience a different di- different type of atmospheres. And you've been you've played in a couple of different places, right? Yeah, man. I used to live in Barcelona. I used to go to the FC Barcelona games, man. I went I went and watched them play Real Madrid. Um, I watched him play all like those games were out of control, like crazy. <laughs> I can only imagine, bro. I can only imagine. And you're in. You just signed with. I, I can't. I don't even want to try to pronounce the team's name. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Olympiacos. Olympiacos. In Athens. Yeah, you you just signed that deal this year. Congratulations, by the way. I don't even know if I've seen you since. No, yeah. I man. I've been gone. Now I'm back home because all because the, the base of the season's on hold and. You know, I don't think there's any chance that it that it continues. To be honest. Yeah, man, this is this is a crazy time out there, man. Like, what are what are I, I've been trying to you know try and get some 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 tips and help for kids out there or young guys that are they're like, what are you doing right now to you know try and try and make sure that you you're ready to go if you if you they do say it, that they're playing. 
you know what? I'm trying to eat healthy. You know, it's just real easy I, to just like slip that. up and have wings and like pizza that, and ice cream uh, every other day. But I'm, you know, I had a really strict diet out there. I was eating a lot of fish. I was eating a lot leaner. Um, and I was eating a lot of vegan stuff as well. So I would mix it up. I would have fish a few times a week. And then I would have, you know, vegan foods three, like a few times a week. So I'm trying to continue that while I'm here. I'm trying to eat a lot healthier and, you know, do as much workouts as I can. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, all the gyms are, are closed. And you can't go anywhere. So I, I haven't touched a basketball since, yeah, I want to say, March 12th. It's so crazy. it's definitely rough times. It's the longest I've been in my career. Without, without touching the basketball? Healthy. Yeah. Without touching the basketball. Yeah, man. I've been trying to, you know, it's like, uh, like watching tape or, or you know, just, I, I'm, I like that, that, you know, this is the time to get right with your diet. Like set, set yourself up with a meal plan and then get in a routine of, of, of fueling your body with the right stuff. Right. You know, I, th I think that that's that's huge. I like that you touched on that. I mean, this is a tough. This is a it really tough is half the battle. It really is. You know, and it and it's it's hard. It is hard to eat clean, but once you start, once you do it, and you notice your performance, and then you don't do it, and you notice your performance, it's makes such a big difference, don't it? Absolutely. Like like when you 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 can tell when you're eating clean, you feel good, and then you eat, you know, you slag off, and you eat some wings or some pizza or something you feel sluggish the next day it's like it's crazy and, and any little any little advantage you can get over somebody like eating clean when somebody else isn't even though landing kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to that <laughs> um but hey, i know you're busy bro i appreciate you coming on stay safe i hope this stuff you know blows over and 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 I wish you nothing but but the best and and, and continue to, to 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 kill it. You know me and you are gonna stay in touch. Um, I, I I really appreciate you coming on, bro, for real. Hey, my guy, appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you again, man. This is uh this is cool. I like it. Hell yeah! All right, my guy, have a good night, bro. All right, bro. Take care.